Welcome to another episode of Point of More Returns. I am your host, the masked investor. With me, we have Welfare. Welfare, how's it going today? Man, I'm, I'm good, man. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in good spirits and I'm looking forward to an entertaining, informative pod today. Entertaining and informative it shall be because on today's episode, we are going to walk the guest through what exactly? Yeah, so today I'm actually hosting and the Mass Investor, we have you giving us a treat with all of your wisdom and expertise in the field of screening and identifying potential private businesses to purchase. So it's really going to be opportunity for people to learn like your process and understand that the things that you look for in a business or some identifiers of that may potentially be a good deal or a bad deal or like things to be mindful. Of. So yeah, we're going to really dive into a lot of the details. Okay. Yeah, we certainly will. So I guess we can start this thing off in lieu of time. Um, so I typically like to look for right now, I've been looking for e-commerce businesses within the portfolio to add for a few things. One web properties, I think is akin to real estate. You have physical real estate and then you have digital real estate, which is websites, right? And so just like with welfare in his real estate ventures in terms of buying a property and trying to cash flow an asset, we're also looking to cash flow these assets uh, from the jump street. So something turnkey that fits into kind of a model mode or some of the skill sets that I've acquired or, or my team that I, you know, people that I can leverage can use to acquire a certain skill set to, to grow the thing and maybe get a larger multiple than what we paid for ultimately at cashing out. But the first part of that, it starts with just screening initially. There's tons of businesses that you can come across and look at as you come across, if you're looking and scouring the certain deal sites. And so just knowing what to look for right from the bat in order to screen things out will save you a lot of time, a lot of headache from trying to chase down an avenue that may not bear much fruit for you. It's not entirely foolproof. You're still going to run into your share of lemons, but it's a lot better to avoid outright rotten fruit than, you know, picking out the choice one. So let's get in and dive into a few here. So the first thing we're going to look at and just kind of go to the site here. Um, let me put this on. So so while you're doing that, I want to jump in really quick. So yeah, for, sure for all of the listeners, like what are those actual sites? Like how do I even know which site is credible to look for potential deals? If I'm looking for, like you said, an online business or e-business or e-commerce or how do I find those sites where I can that are credible to, to actually, before I even get to the screen, how do I find those sites? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. So the the, there's three primary sites that I've been using to, well, actually four that I've been using to try to screen and determine, find businesses off of. So you've got kind of starting from top to bottom. The first one is flippa.com. There it's kind of a buyer beware where you Craigslist for businesses where you can post and then others would be able to, you know, you're kind of on your own to, to look out. Lately, they've introduced some features which kind of help you screen a little bit better. But for the most part, you're on your own on Flippa to try to find things and sort things out. So you have some very entry-level businesses where you can get in something for as low as a buck, I believe. And then you've got some some top end for a couple million dollars. But all in all, for the most part, again, it's buyer beware. So if you're skilled at being able to, to know what to look for and, and screen, then that would be a good place to go. Another kind of intermediate, I think, at the next step up is website closers. From there, they have actually been vetted by a broker. 
But again, it's still sort of a buyer beware because the broker is, as you know, working for the seller. So you, while they do try to do their best in terms of getting you relevant financials and checking things out and vetting it out, there's there's at least you know a, a legitimate person behind it, and they have actually seen some. Uh, financials and whatnot, you still would have to be pressed to do your diligence to make sure everything checks out on your end. And then the next thing up from there is the Empire Flippers. This one is a little more gated. You actually would have to pay to get access to listings on Empire Flipper, but the listings that you have are gone through a more rigorous process. So you know that the financials are a little bit more, they've gone through more rigor. So you can have a little bit more degree of trust as you go through there. And then lastly, biz by sell. There's some others on the web right now that have sprung up, but biz by sell is also still has some websites as well. But the, those are kind of the four that I've been sticking to uh, in terms of looking. But today we're going to look at website closers to pull a few sites that I'm going to look at from. So right now I've been kind of looking at businesses underneath $500,000 in between 250 to $500,000. I think for just for a cash flow perspective it makes it worth your while to do that. If you do less than that, some people it may work out, others it may not, but it just depends on your preference. Let's take a look here. Uh, so going through one of the things that pops to my mind, I mean, as you know, we have a thesis here that we've been looking through on point of more returns. And one of them is the automotive industry. And so we've got an automotive website that's popped up. It's Auto Lighting, Auto Grill Accessories brand. And based on our uh, thesis, we do believe that the automotive industry will be poised for growth within the next five years. So that's something that it would be immediately drawn attention to. So just looking at the listing here, it says it's an e-commerce brand sure to bring light into your life. Automotive brand specializes in selling powerful fog lights for several popular vehicle lines, including Ford, Dodge, and Honda. However, they also offer a range of other popular automotive aftercare products, such as headlamps and grills. And then we go through, they also, they have 480 SKUs available on the site, operating on several e-commerce marketplaces, including Amazon, Walmart, and eBay. Company sources from multiple trusted suppliers, that's a plus, keeping them from being dependent on any one manufacturer or experiencing any major interruptions in inventory. So, well, fair, just a quick question. I mean, when you see something like that, what, what do you think comes to mind for you? The portion about what the company sources, you mean? Yeah. It sounds good. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at it through a little bit more skeptical lens since it is like a, since it's a screen, mm -hmm. but like, what do you, what do you think about it? I'm, you're, you're the, the, the expert in this. Yeah, I think it's good. You definitely want to see that. You don't want to be beholden to one supplier. I've had some listings where the supplier was actually one person who is based overseas in China, right? And so, you know, the question becomes, okay, what happens if this person no longer wants to source something happens to them? Your business basically goes away overnight because then you've got to search and find a newer new supplier. So the thing for that is you want to determine how many suppliers they have, what percentage of sales would come from those suppliers and trying to get comfortable with that risk. So that would be part of the vetting process. But already just from the net go, I think this would is still from what I'm seeing so far, 
it looks like it's passing thus far. They have an AOV of $99. That's strong because you want above $30 for an average order value because that's, you know, anything below that, just a profit margin is just probably too low to be worth your time unless you've got, you know, a lot of volume. Uh, within the past three years, they sold 20,000 products, well-known, well-locked among customers, 15% repeat order rate, continuing to grow. 55% of their sales are organic, the rest coming from PPC campaigns. So word of mouth advertising plan consists of posts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Amazon, Amazon advertising campaigns and eBay advertising campaigns. So right there, that is kind of a red flag. As you know, Instagram has a tendency to go down. Twitter will go down occasionally. Facebook too. So on those days, you're basically not getting any sales, but except from the 55% organic that could keep you afloat. So there's some risk there, but I guess, you know, we'd have to determine what they mean by this organic, because when I think organic, I'm thinking someone's going to Google and searching for SEO and they're coming across your campaign. So that's just something to kind of let's let's keep in mind for later. But anyway, simplicity of marketing means they have very little in ways of ad spend. That's kind of questionable because, well, I guess if they've got a huge following on Instagram and they're just posting and people are getting to that, then then yeah, I guess you could consider that somewhat organic. But again, you know, Instagram has been limiting reach. Twitter, you know, Elon Musk is going over there tweaking things. So you've got a bit of risk over there as well. And Facebook is, you know, going you know two ways. One, you're losing audience and they are also causing you to to limit reach as well. So those are just some things that you'd keep in mind as you go through this. They do some industry research that they pulled to tell you that it's growing. We all know that from our thesis. But the asking price is 425, cash flows 139. So they are looking at maybe about three times cash, just under three times. Gross income 750. Uh this was established in 2019. So it's just under three years old. So all in all, it looks okay. I would put this aside as an opportunity to look at maybe seeing exploring further to see if it's worth getting the listing from the broker. Just again, some things that I would keep in mind is, you know, one, you know, the advertising, if doesn't, this whole listing doesn't mention anything about SEO. The other thing is that that may give me some pauses. I don't see anything about a standalone website. It looks like they're just, you know, reselling on these other websites. And so there's a there's a, a big degree of risk on here that you'd have to get comfortable with in terms of you don't own the customer relationship. It looks like I mean you've got Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So you don't have the the list there. You don't have the list from Amazon. You don't get the customer relationship from eBay. And they're selling on these platforms where you don't get the list. So for them, I'm curious to see what the repeat order rate is being generated off of. I'm sure maybe some of the customers they see, they're looking at the address, I'm guessing, or whatnot, or the name, but they're not able to really drive that because they don't have a list. So I, I'm i not going to shelve it, but the 425, I think, would be a bit much to stomach for something with without its own customer list, which is probably why it's under the three times cash flow. But, you know, all in all, it's an okay business. I would give it a little further look, a little closer look to see if I could get comfortable with it. So let me let me jump in because you, you said a lot of gems in, in this short amount of time of looking through this deal. So mm -hmm. that was actually, you touched on one that was my question, which is the 15% repeat order. That sounds a little low. And to your point, probably a lot of that is driven from 
like you said, they don't necessarily on the, the customer relationship. So they're relying on another website to drive business their direction. So I don't know what the norms are with like e-commerce or online businesses, but 15% repeat business. I mean, that doesn't, it's not a lot. Like any other business that sounds like almost unsustainable, but since it's online, maybe, maybe it's okay. I don't know, but that's one, that's one point that I wanted to make. The second one is a question, which is this three and a half times cash or whatever you're saying, the multiple one, could mm -hmm. you explain to the people like what you mean by multiple or what like two times cash, three times cash means? And then what is the standard for like an e-commerce business mm -hmm. in terms of the multiple? Yeah. So, you know, it's different multiples for that. Typically, I mean, you, you've seen with the pandemic, I mean, I've seen as high as five to six times. Something like this, though, I, I wouldn't be, you know, I'd probably two, one and a half, three if it was really solid. But, you know, with $130,000 in cash, 139, I mean, you could cannibalize that pretty quickly if it's, uh, you lose a, you lose a supplier and, you know, I don't know, eBay changes, you know, takes a, bigger chunk you know what i mean it's just that that doesn't give you a big cushion for 425 that's a lot of there's a lot of risk that you'd be taking in order to get that 425 back so but you can get comfortable with it but you know one i'd probably be looking at a price concession and then two i need to see you know just you know is this 2019 i just need to see you know traffic and things like that to to really get get comfortable enough to to, to do this i think you know fair price maybe 350 300 would would be something that would you know be more i think fair for something like this but <clears throat> again it, it's still worth a, a pull of the blanket i think just to see what's going on audience what what we're doing is i'm just pulling up a deal on the fly for the mass investor to just kind of walk through so it's sight and seeing no details just going to read like the information off and he gives his opinion on it so this business it's it says it's an online nutrition and fitness mentorship program headline says 40 percent repeat customer rate so a lot better rate than the 15 from the other business let me just read a little bit about the business itself it says their main offering consists of women's um weight loss and and nutrition coaching, offer a group membership program, keep customers on board in the long term, increase their revenue rate, to guiding along the health journey. Naturally, they're saying that there's a slight dip in the holiday season and then a rise in New Year's thanks to like prevalence of New Year's resolutions and people looking to be healthy in the New Year. There's clients, wide range of clients, business owners, working professionals. So the typical client spends about $3,600 over the course of their relationship with companies. Um, mm -hmm. get a lot of their traffic through social media postings, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, trying to filter through what like actually matters. Social media offers massive organic audience strategy to keep them. Well, they employed their effective team of coaches, marketing experts, and administration staff. They saw 70% or higher margins after expenses. That's, that's big. Okay. Okay. So the business was established in 2018. Okay. Gross income, 294000 Cash flow is one hundred fifty-four thousand. The asking price is four hundred seventy-five thousand. Four seventy-five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you said cash flow is how much again? One hundred fifty-four thousand. One fifty-four and four seventy-five. Yep. Oof. And but they've got a seventy percent margin. Yes. That 
would be good. That's healthy. So with that, they could command a higher multiple. That would be, but that doesn't seem to add up. So 70% for, okay, what's the, that's the cash flow. Does it show revenue for that one? Gross income, it says 294. 294 and then one, okay, so that's- 154, yeah. 154, yeah. It's not, well, you know, they may- we not numbers aren't really sinking one to one, but you know it's still a decent margin. Here's another a, a keynote I want to make sure you're aware of. It says company also sends emails every week to their over thirteen thousand email subscribers, so they do have a direct relationship with the customer base. Okay, so that's good too. Yeah, I mean thirteen thousand though. Wow, and so thirteen thousand. They got a one seventy five cash flow. I you know this one I I you know. So you said it's a consultancy. They're they're providing it's it says online nutrition and fitness mentorship program. Okay. Yeah. So that one you it depends on what you're trying to look at, right? Because it's definitely I'm I'm sure maybe over time they'd have they they probably got some SOPs on how they're going to do the fitness program, right? And, and the nutrition program and whatnot. So that would be something that you'd have to kind of look at. Okay, well, what's my learning curve? If you aren't really a fitness enthusiast, you don't know anything about fitness and nutrition, you're, you're just other than, I, you know, I eat less calories than whatever, it's probably going to be a bit of a curve to get up to be able to do that. Also, it had to probably require some licensing or something like that in order to be able to, to coach and, and be credible as far as I would, would see. I wouldn't, I would pass on this one just from my standpoint, because I'm, even though I am in fitness, I, I, I'm an enthusiast. I like to work out things like that. It, it just seems like it would be a little bit of work. <laughs> You'd be basically getting a job. It'd be hard to offload this and have the requisite skill because anyone with enough knowledge to be able to do the fitness plans is going to come at some type of price. It's not going to be like you can get someone and pay them $10, $20 an hour, $10 an hour to, to, to respond to these. And I'm sure with, they probably do have an SOP in place to help you kind of sort through it and, and get the meal plan. But it, just to me, just to be credible and on the up and up to, to do it how I would think is right. I don't, I don't, I, I just don't think I could, you know, sign up for this unless it's like, you know, they, does it mention they have a software or something or? Nope. The only other thing it says in terms of scaling to your point, like creating some type of vertical outside of coaching, um, says add apparel, merchandise, fitness equipment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all you'd have to sit that in. So that's another five to 10, 50 grand to launch a apparel. Well, you could Launch it off the the brand that's already there, so you wouldn't have the branding aspect of it. But you're still talking about getting materials and sourcing and all that. So maybe twenty, thirty grand to get you know that that launched. For me, that's a, a no. It doesn't mean it wouldn't be for someone who's like or, you know maybe a, a fitness coach or a trainer who's already providing meal plans. You could supplement and pick this up, and that would probably go hand in hand. The only problem is, you know, did they mention hours or work or anything? No. Nope. Yeah. So I'm just surprised. Must which which means it's probably doing forty hours. I would assume because most of the time, if they're only working, you know, ten hours a week. 
they they really hyped that up in the listing. So for me, this would be a pass. Okay. So what I thought was interesting, so I took like the the gross income, like they said, two hundred ninety four thousand, right? Uh-huh, right. And then it said a typical client spends about thirty six hundred dollars. Now I don't know. It says over the course of a relationship. I don't know how long the relationship is. So I was trying to back into the numbers to figure it out. But did the two ninety four divided by the thirty six hundred try to figure out how big the client base was? But then that only got me like eighty two clients. So I'm like, mm, that's probably not right. So no, that probably is spot on. I mean, you don't need to make six figures in in online training and fitness, right? You don't need a a big client base, but and I don't, you know, if they're only doing you know that type of volume, I don't see it being you know in the hundreds, especially with a list of thirteen thousand people that they're emailing. Um, but yeah, again, it would, I just wouldn't, <laughs> it, you're basically buying a job. It's not something I think you could scale unless they've got some software, which they don't have advertised. So it doesn't sound like it. Sounds like someone was, you know, advertising. I do nutrition plans. They got you know, built up a following and a list, a customer list. And now that they, they want to get out of it, which sounds like it's a, be a good, you know, income producing means, but it, it's a, it's not a, I don't see it as a business that you could really get out of right away. Not at, if it's only doing a hundred some thousand dollars in cash, uh, it sounds like he's a sole proprietor. He or she's a sole proprietor. They may have someone helping them a little bit with the admin stuff, but not something that, that would fit in terms of scaling how we would, how according to my strategy, where you're trying to get out of the business and uh, let it cash flow and become a cash flow and asset. But it looks like we're running up on time. Any last parting words you want to share with the audience or? Uh, this is, this is good. You know, this is a quick pod. We're just trying to go over like what to look for an initial screen of a private business, specifically online e-commerce type businesses. This is what the massive investor specializes in. This is, you know, his sweet spot in terms of experience and interest. So just wanted to tap in and give you all some of that insight and you know in the in the pods to come we'll go into more detail after you get done with the initial screen of a of a private business and that is correct yeah this is a little something to whet your appetite on just the quick screen to show you how we go through a process to determine if something's worth at least moving to the next bucket i think this worked out perfectly because you had a pass and a no-go so you kind of got to see both odds of the spectrum pleasantly surprised because i figured it would probably be all passes most of the time is what you'll you'll do if you have a really effective process and you've got your criteria buttoned down, but it turned out to be a pleasant surprise to actually come across one that that made it to the next stage. So any, on any note, I want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode. We appreciate all orders and fans.